Happy Friday, everybody. I hope everybody had a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And welcome to your most favorite and most handsome podcast about your favorite television show, Mad Men. This is Made Man, where this morning, on Black Friday, at 6 a.m., just for you, I just watched episode 7 of season 6, Man with a Plan. No, it's not the television show starring uh, Joey Tribbiani. Uh, what the hell's his name? I don't know. The guy from Friends. I can't think of his name. Um, which, is that still a show? I think that might still be a show. Man with a Plan. I don't know. Looks like a terrible sitcom. No, 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 no. This is an episode from season 6 of Mad Men where... We start to see the merger of uh, whatever this new business is going to be called. We also see a, a split. We see a merger from one um, entity and a split from another entity. We see some fraying at the seams uh, and we see some, I guess we're going to say, growing pains as far as what is actually uh, happening with this business. There's a little, there's some roughness around the edges that it's going to take some getting used to. But before we go any further, let's take a word to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what a wonderful sponsor that was. Now, where does this episode start? Let's get right into the episode. Where does this episode open? Where else but this in this season? But in the elevator. In the elevator of the hotel where it seems like everything... There's so much going on in the elevator this year. Um, but we open up with uh, Mr. Don Draper by himself. But this time he gets off at the doctor floor, um, Arnie, I want to say, and he overhears them fighting. He overhears doctor and doctor wife fighting in their apartment, and he sees some bags packed, and I thought, are they getting a divorce? I thought, oh my God, is he leaving her? Um, they're, they're arguing because he needs to go off and do something. It seems like he probably just left for business. But they're arguing and arguing, and Don's like... You think he wants to get out of there, but he stops the elevator just to listen in a little. Then when he hears them coming, he closes the door quickly and gets the hell out of there. Uh, but it's, is there something wrong going between the doctor and doctor wife? I have to personally tell you, I don't care. We go right into, uh, into I don't even know what to call this. Sterling Draper, Trooper, Price, Shaw, LMNOP, And... We see the main players. Like now, we're starting to meet some of these other people from CGC. Um, Harry Hamlin and the fella who is uh, who has cancer. But really, it's Ted and um, Ted and Peggy that are the the, the main stays. The, the people we're focused on the most. The other ones we see walking into the office for the first time. Peggy's all excited. And they meet Stan and Ginsburg and I want to say Margie. Now, I feel like this is the first time I've heard Margie's name. And I think it's going to be the last time I heard Margie's name because, well, not this moment, because I think Margie's done there. We'll get there. We'll get there. And she even said, you know, kiss, kiss me goodbye or kiss, you know, see, see you later or something. She could just see right away that her time was going to be up. Uh, we see um, uh, Joni. Now, she, Joni, only, only, only Roger calls her Joni. We see Joan, and she's at the foot of the stairway, and she's kind of giving uh, secretaries designations where they're, where, who they'll be covering, where, who gets whose office. There's some workers around. 
there's creatives around, there's secretaries. This is just a bunch of people around. I, I don't know if they're all secretaries, but um, they're all kind of listening in to hear what Joan has to say. And one of the secretaries is Ted's secretary. And she's like, she's very particular. She's like, I should have a copy of this. I need to know where this is. Uh, and Joan's like, don't worry about it. I, I got this covered. And um, she's like, well, maybe I should, uh, you know, she was just really kind of, forcing her way in to show that she is there and she should be heard and Ted Shaw's important, blah, 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 blah. We see Peggy and Joan kind of connect together and they're both happy to see each other. Uh, but the, 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 the main thing that comes out of this is Joan kind of grabs at her, at her waist. Like, um, she's in pain. My first thought was an appendix. Um, and apparently I don't know what the appendix is on the body. So, Don comes into the office and notices that his secretary, Don, isn't there. So I'm not going to spend much more time on this, except it seems like we don't see Don at all in this in this um, episode. But they do point out a few times that Don looks for her and she's not there. And at one point they they're you know, um, Peggy mentions Don and Ted says black or white. And I think that means, you know, Don Draper or the secretary, Don. And so it's just kind of, it was brought to, um, it was made for our attention to notice that they're not there or she's not there. And I'm not exactly sure why that is. Um, but they, uh, he goes in, he sees everyone's already in a meeting. We see, uh, Roger and we see Bert and we see Harry Hamlin. I don't know his character's name yet. Ted Shaw's in there. Uh, Ted's secretary, Joni. And Rod and Don comes in and sits down, just kind of like nonchalant, like, "Look, I, um, I, I come and go as I please, and I don't think Ted likes that very much." Um, but he comes in, grabs a seat, and then Pete comes in. He's even later, and he's trying to figure out where his secretary is, and uh, he's trying to figure out where his office, I think, is. Or he was just flustered, and um, there's no seats. He's like, "There's no seats for me. There's no seats," and it was really cool. The secretary, uh, Ted's assistant says, you can take my seat. He's like, thank you very much. And, you know, cause obviously Pete Campbell needs a seat. He's Pete Campbell. If there's no seat, well, we'll get there. Uh, and so he takes her seat and then Ted gets up and goes, you can take my seat. Take, gives the secretary his seat and goes and sits up on a cabinet. Meaning, you know, who cares where the seat is? I'm going to be a gentleman, not be some power hungry jerk like Mr. Peter Campbell. I feel like I should just, let's just talk about Pete Campbell's story now. The whole thing with Pete today is um, he's concerned about business and he's concerned about what his position is now that there's a merger, but he also has this issue of his mom. His mom showed up at his apartment. Now, she found this address, she said, on her nightstand and said she just assumed it was her husband's um, hidden apartment for prostitutes. Uh Pete's father died in like the first or second season. I mean, he's he's been gone for a long time, but her, his mother's getting older. She's confused, and she keeps thinking he's alive. Um, and that is kind of a an ongoing thing in this story where she doesn't quite know. Um, she you know some things she gets right, some things it seems like you know um, she doesn't quite understand. Ted, uh, Pete's brother comes over. 
she doesn't want to leave. She then she does want to go home, and Pete uses it against her. Says, "Oh, you know, your 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 house is being fumigated or something like that. Um, you know, they can't you can't get there right now. The rain is too much." Uh, she's like, "Oh, I don't remember that." But she's like, "Is this is this your you live here? I found a clothes of hamper in the part in the apartment. Are you and Trudy in trouble already?" He's like, "No, no, no." But even though she figured that out, and then. The last final moment of the show, she says something that Pete just assumes is um, something she meant years ago, but it is something that happened again, and we'll get there. That's how the episode ended, another one of those real-life things and how the world kind of um, sees around, like the world of Mad Men um, works around it. So I, th- I think that's really Pete's whole thing. He does come in at one point, and, uh, oh, the secretary's like, you need to go, there's a fire in your apartment. It was just smoke from a kettle, but he comes back. He's really upset because he ends up missing a um, a trip to uh, that he's supposed to go with Ted and uh, Don, and he's pissed because they went without him. Pretty soon they can do other things without him. Pretty soon that means you know, and he's yelling at the secretary like, "I don't know why you if if I don't have a job, you don't have a job, and if soon I don't have a chair, then I don't have a job, then I don't have clients, and blah 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 blah." And he screams at the secretary, and instead of her like like turtling or you know getting upset, she just kind of goes, she just kind of takes it. You could see she was used to it. She just kind of like, "Miss Campbell, I think everything will be fine," or something like that. She just, I just was impressed by the fact that she did not give a crap about his his childish outburst. Um, so, I mean, geez, a lot happened in this episode. The big thing, um, so, okay, I forgot about this guy, Bob. He works at CGC. He worked with Peggy, but I forgot that he was going in with, uh, that he originally was with Sterling Cooper. And when I see the actor now, I'm thinking, wait a second, this guy was with Sterling Cooper. And I remember that Roger got to fire him. Or Roger had to fire him. And this was one of my favorite scene, scenes or moments in this episode. And it wasn't really a good thing. So this guy, Bob, is, is you know, um, uh, he sees, he's in there with Peggy. And you could see that he thinks he's like, I'm back. And, you know, I'm in their face because he sees Don. He's like, great to see you, Don. And says to Peggy, he's still, a, he's still a cold fish. He's almost like, you know, I'm... This is what I'm here for, and blah, blah, blah. Then Roger brings him into the office and fires him. He goes, and it was great. He goes, you know, a lot of people say you don't get to do something once. You don't get to do it over, blah, blah. And you could see it coming, and he had no idea. And he's like, I'm, he, he fired him again. Because, which was like, you feel bad for the guy? But it was also awesome because Roger, you could just see the joy in Roger's face that he got to do this again. The callousness the pompousness of him just kind of like showing him the door i don't know i thought that was great i loved it um that was you know and oh and, and so that wait a minute was he was he bob i forget whatever his name was the guy that got to fire him again but he worked with bob and bob actually the, bob just kind of showed up you know when when marty showed up bob showed up because they started having more clients and needed and expanded they needed more people working. And that's all of a sudden where Bob just came from. No explanation. No nothing. Like Ginsburg, we saw him come in. We, he had an interview. Um, Stan, same thing. I remember Stan just all of a sudden showed up one day. and But he's kind of, we've seen him you know, become more of a character. Bob, this was the first time, for me, I felt like we got to see um, more of him. Yeah, he's been... We've seen little things where he always carries two coffees. He's always polite. 
He works in the outside. Sometimes he works in the common area to look like he's doing more, even though Pete thought it means like he's doing or Ken said he looks like he's working less. <clears throat> but this is the first time we see Bob just be a nice. Um, I don't want to say the first time we see him be nice, but this is the first time he gets a little more to do. I guess we'll put it that way. Um, the guy who got fired is like, you you know, hey, I'm, Bob says I'm supposed to be reporting to you. He goes, well, why don't you take, why don't you instead report to your, kiss your own ass or something like that. Stick your own head up your ass, um, which I thought was funny, but you felt bad for the guy because he is getting fired. Um, now, the big, th- to me, the title of the episode, Man with a Plan, is um, is because, and I don't know if that's even like sarcasm because you think you have a plan, but it doesn't quite work the way you want it to. But Don Draper um, comes up with this plan. So he gets a phone call in the office. The secretary's not there to answer it. He answers it himself, and it's it's doctor wife. And she is like, um, I need to see you right now. Um, I need you, and, and nothing else will uh, will satisfy, or something like that. Nothing else will come close. I need you. <coughs> Excuse me. And you can see that he's all excited about it, but he's like, "No, I'm too busy at work." And then he said, "Go to this hotel, um, it, it, you know, and let me know what the room is." Now I feel like I just want to get this story over with because I don't know. It it bothered me every time. It happened because I hate seeing Don do this. He goes to the hotel and basically they make the sex. This is why all of a sudden you see Don kind of coming and going in the office and it annoys people. Um, so let's actually, okay, so he goes to the office first and uh, he goes to the the um, hotel first and they make sex and then he comes back to work and the there's this little creative meeting going on in the middle of like the creative open area. Peggy, Ginsburg, Stan, and this two grunts. I don't know who they are. Uh, Roger called them Cecil and Beanie, which I thought was hilarious. And Ted comes in, and he 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 sits down with them, and they're almost like, oh, what's going on here? And they're talking about margarine and margarine and margarine. They're trying to figure out margarine. And while this is going on, Don is still at the hotel with a, with a doctor wife. And he it's like she's like, okay, I need to go. And this is when Don comes up with his plan. And by plan, I mean Don becomes a giant um, creepazoid. Is that something? He sits in the chair and he's like, get me my shoes. I want you to crawl across the floor and get me my shoes. She goes and gets them, but she doesn't crawl across the floor. She can see she's kind of like, what? But then she's getting into it. He says, take off your clothes and get back into bed. She goes, come on. He goes, I'll be back later. Don't move. He starts coming up with this like really like... I don't know if it's, it's the, um, like, like slave, um, dominant, dom- dominance, domineering, dominatrix. I don't know what the hell it is, but like where he's this, he's this dominant and she's the submissive. And she's, she seems to be into it. Like she gets off, takes off all her clothes, get back, gets back into bed and just allows him to kind of be the boss i don't know if she thinks it's as much of a turn on as he does i just find it very um annoying and don just leaves he leaves the room he he, but maybe i'm gonna say this he's got his wife at home he's got his work that's kind of transitioning and this it doesn't mean as much to him and this is where he can kind of push his power and show that he still has power and he's in charge and he is the man with the plan and he can 
make decisions and it's like he needed this to kind of feel um feel something to feel good to feel uh the um, i don't know what the word is but to feel like like that he has a um a choice or not that he has a choice but that he has power that he can control that puts him in control of something uh, this is the one place where he really feels it and it's a creeptastic uh, then he shows up at the margarine meeting at like the last second and you could see Don, he was like what's going on hey what are we doing and you could see Ted was just like all right uh, we'll just finish it up for the day come on let's go and he he um he walks back he actually chases Don back to his office he's like hey you know what's going on I I, I get it five ten minutes and that's not a problem that happens all the time but forty minutes to a meeting uh, you know he's like I I um I got caught up wait no he didn't it was like he's like forty minutes he goes come on man I got I got other things to do or I got better things to do he goes obviously you did too and he just kind of gave Don like like you know just kind of let Don know that you know whatever this shit is I'm not going to just not notice it and Don heads off to his uh into his office and what does he do he calls Dr. Lady again to be a creep he's like I want you to uh stay in bed and don't answer the phone at all don't answer the phone again you know it's like he goes to the meeting he gets he gets questioned he goes to the meeting he gets like um and reprimanded for being late at work or whatever, you know. Uh, and then he, so he's like, I need control again. Calls her and he's like, don't get out of bed and don't answer the phone again. Then he calls her back and she doesn't answer the phone. And I'm just like, God, Don, you are a creep. Then he takes, what does he, what does Don do best? He, he um, drinks and can talk to people. So he takes some drinks, goes to Ted's office, which I thought, I thought was like, these offices are just, I don't know where they're coming from. It's straight across from Don's office. So is this Roger's old office? Did Roger move? Roger must have moved because Roger had his own office where he fired that other guy. Um, but he comes into Ted's office for a, uh, I want to say a mea culpa, maybe. And um, they share a drink and they kind of talk about margarine. But then they drink too much and Ted is all of a sudden like classifying, like talking about different clients as being the cast of Gilligan's Island, which I thought was kind of funny. Just seeing Ted, you could see that Ted's not used to drinking this much. Ted wasn't holding his liquor uh, as good as um, as Don is basically used to, constantly used to. Um, but then Don will just came out with this like really great visual for margarine with he paints a picture of a farmer's wife and making pancakes and all these like wonderful um kind of just home style things the very classical uh that you would be would be a really nice i don't want to say romantic that's not the word um just something that it just seems classical like a classical family um I don't know. I don't know. But that's what he, he paints the picture of the perfect of the perfect breakfast. And and Ted's like, there's got to be bacon and cows. I love bacon. And <laughs> excuse me. Um, then then he goes back and, and sends a, a, a dress, sends a something about a, a box from six fact 
Saks Fifth Avenue to uh, Doctor Wife. I I think I want to say her name is Sylvia, but I don't like to use that name because I just want to call her Doctor Wife because I don't respect her enough to call her anything else. Um, which is which is bad because I don't respect Don for doing this either. I just know Don's name is Don Draper. Hell, hell, I should just call him Dick Whitman for the rest of this episode. Um, back at the office, remember before Peggy, I mean, Joan was grabbing at herself and I thought maybe it was her appendix. Don, uh, Bob walked in and noticed her throwing up and <clears throat> he he said, um, oh my, oh my goodness. She goes, no, no, you gotta, I don't want you to see me like this. Did you hear that whistle? That was like when I breathed in. It's gone. Okay. Um, it's early in the morning, so I had a bit of a cough. And also, did I talk too much yesterday at Thanksgiving? Because I have a really cool, sexy voice this morning on this Black Friday. Wonderful family day at Thanksgiving. But where was I? Where was I? Um, so Joan is throwing up in a bucket. Uh, Don walks. I mean, Bob walks in on her. And he's like, is your appendix? She goes, no, wrong side. So that's when I was like, oh. I didn't even know the appendix was on that side. See, I told you, I don't know. I'm not that familiar with the human body, the human anatomy. I got one. I have an appendix and I have a human body, but uh, apparently I don't know what uh, happens in there. Uh, And Bob's like, you got, you got to, you got to get out of here. You can't be in, you need to be in the hospital. And she's like, I can't let them see me like this. Like, how sad is it? This girl is going through all this pain and her only thought is I can't let the other secretaries and the workers see me like this. I can't let them see me weak. Like that's terrible. But Bob's like, come on, I'll just bother you all the way out and they won't even notice. And that's exactly what happened. They were, they were working on stuff, talking about stuff. And Bob just kind of walked right by with her and no one even noticed what was going on. All of a sudden, Ted barges into them just kind of like brainstorming and talking. And he is drunk off his, off his skunk. Is that drunk as a skunk? Drunk off his rocker? Uh, he comes in. He starts talking about Bobby Kennedy and Humphrey and Nixon and voting. And um, you can see he's just kind of like trying to gauge the room, get, get ideas of different people. And then he sits down in the chair, puts his head down in the chair and he is basically like out of it. And you could see Peggy was just annoyed by this. She was not, you could see the look on her face like, ugh, like Don is being a bad influence already. Ted's like, it's their first day or their second day, whatever it is. And Ted is already like barging in and drinking more than he should be drinking. Uh, cut over to the hospital and you could see that, uh, that, Bob is there with her, he's staying with her, and she's, you know, all upset because um, she's not being seen by anybody, and she starts worrying about, you know, what's going to happen to her son. She's, she's already ready about dying. She's like, he said, I tried calling your mother. She's probably still in the Catskills. Um, I did call the, the babysitter. They're going to stay longer with Kevin. And she's like, oh, what's going to happen to him? He's like, don't talk like that. He gets up, and he does a really... Uh, uh, kind of a cool job of tricking the nurse into letting them in. The nurse is like, you know, we'll see you as soon as we can see you. She goes, doctor. And he's like, you know, I don't know if she even needs to see a doctor. Maybe you could help with your expertise. She accidentally drank furniture polish, which didn't happen. And the nurse is like, what? You, 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 you definitely need a doctor. Let's get you in right away. And Bob just kind of, he just worked the system right then and there to get her seen quickly, which I thought was 
pretty sneaky, sis. Um, that's from a commercial. Now, back over at the Hotel Le Sex, Don comes in and he sees Dr. Wife in the fancy red dress that, uh, that he sent her. And she's like, she's wearing it, standing there, and she says, uh, where are we going tonight? And he goes, we're not going anywhere. Why would you think that? Take the dress off. And she takes the dress off, and they probably make sex. So he sends her a dress just so she would put it on, thinking she'd be going to do something. But instead, all he wanted to do was watch her take the dress off. He wanted to be in control because he's, I don't know, if control is slipping away in other parts of his life. Uh, seeing his wife become more successful, seeing his business kind of um, all these functioning, moving parts that he's just a cog in now. I, I don't know that he needed this, um, but it is sad with a capital S, if you ask me. And he still slips right into uh, bed with um, with his wife who's sleeping, he, you know. And of course, he could just say he's working late because God knows work is really busy. But, um, yeah, he just kind of slips in back to bed with Megan, creepazoid. Um, we do see Ted go to um, see his partner who is sick in the hospital. All the, he looks really bad now. Uh, and they just talked a little bit about Don Draper. They talked a little bit about work, a little bit about Don Draper. And, you know, Ted's like, I don't get him. He's so mysterious. He barely talks. And then sometimes, and then he comes out with, like, this this wonderful, you know, amazing poetry of like it's it's his creative is amazing and the guy's like well obviously you know he did something you know he he's obviously good for something i guess is what they say um back at the office i guess the next day peggy goes in oh don comes into work his don secretary's still not there and he sees uh peggy waiting in the office and he goes oh what happened to secretary just let yourself in she's like um i just want to talk to you really quick and she basically called him out on getting uh, Ted drunk. He's like, he's a grown man. He goes, yeah, but he can't, he can't drink like you. No one can drink like you. And um, you know, he, that's just you. Just I thought, he, I thought you, he would rub off on you, not not the other way around. Already, it just kind of puts him in his place, uh, puts her in her place. It's funny. First thing Don says, "Oh, you, are you quitting already?" And um, you know. He, then they argued about her leaving and coming back. He's just like, she's like, you could have just asked me back in the first place and blah, blah, blah. And they just had a little argument uh, between the two of them. But it was, to me, I think it was um, significant because the, they're connected, they're back together, and she's basically like, you know, I'm not going to take, you, you just got to, you got to be better than that. You got to, you got to kind of um, just, I don't know, just be um, don't be rubbing off on Ted like this. And Ted's like, you get everything. He got everything you want. What, what's, you know, what, what's the problem? Um, and you know, she said, you could have just asked me back. And he's like, Oh yeah, we risk our entire company just to get you back complaining. And all she said was, you look, he can't drink like you. Nobody can drink like you. He's like, he's a grown man. And she, and she says right in her face. So are you. And then she leaves out, leaves the room. And you can see that bothered Don a little. He just had this look on his face like, meh. We see, um, we see Harry and Pete. They're just in an office, kind of just complaining, worrying about clients, working about this. And, um, and Harry's like, well, with Bert Peterson gone, it was Bert, not Rob. Bob. Bob's the good guy. Bert's the guy who got fired. 
um, I really I had the I quickly looked at it on my on my show now on my laptop because I had to know the guy's name. I don't care about Doctor Wife's name, but I need to know Bert's name. And Harry, it was funny. He's like, "How come every time we merge, every time things, I always get moved to a smaller office?" Uh, because to see Pete is upset about um, things, and that's when his secretary comes in and you know talks about you need it on the phone. I think that's where the fire. Um, I think that's when the fire came in. I don't know. There's so many different moments where Pete uh, is getting um, having to run off for the, with his mom. But um, this time, oh, you know what happened? Oh, so then uh, Don's back with Dr. Wife again, making more sex. Uh, Pete's secretary comes in and says, um, you know, I don't know. You're going to be heading off. They, they're, they're going off on a business trip. Um, the big thing was they were going to charter a flight with Mohawk Air. And Ted's like, you just, I'll, I'm a pilot. I'll just fly. Or Harry Hamlin said, Ted's a pilot. And he's like, yeah, I'll fly us up there. We can land right in their front yard. Right at their doorstep. Um, so they're like, okay. So Pete and Don and Ted are all going to be going up on this flight together. Um, now, Don was with Dr. Wife. And when he left her, he's like, I want you to wait here for me. I'll be back later. And she took the, he took her book. She was reading a book. He's like, I'm taking this. So it's almost like, I don't want you to have any enjoyment. I don't want you to do anything. Your only job here is to sit and wait for me. I'm in control. I'm the man with the plan. So he takes the book and leaves. And then the secretary is like, we don't know where, where Don is. And I don't know where Pete is. And, he, and Ted's like, what the hell is going on around here? We, we, she goes, we should reschedule. He's like, absolutely not. This is a big deal. And Don's right there. Don's like, I'm here. We're ready to go. Like Mr. Campbell, um, you know, he had to run off with his mother. So like, well, okay, we'll go without him. And they leave without him. And the next thing we see is, is, Ted and Don in the plane. Oh, well, Don's like, um, he goes, well, should we fly in, in this rain? Don and Ted's like, don't worry. Once you get Sorry, above the... I don't understand. I wasn't talking to you, Google. So once Ted and um, they get in the plane, and oh, Don said, um, aren't you worried about the rain going, you know, with the, with the weather? And Ted's like, don't worry. Once we get above the clouds, it's, it's sunny and beautiful. And the next shot we see them in this plane and they're like they're shaking and they're going up in the in this in the rain and don's like are you okay and ted's like not now not now he needs to concentrate and then all of a sudden they get um he goes you know sometimes um oh sometimes uh it gets above the clouds and then it's beautiful and then he's talking like he goes you know sometimes you don't even know if you're upside down or right side up and don's like oh really so that's why you gotta look at your instruments don pulls out a book it's the book he took from dr wife Ted's like, aren't you going to take in all of God's majesty? He's like, I like to read on planes, and I don't like to talk. And it's just like, you can see, they. I thought that was going to be a moment for them to connect, but it really wasn't. Um, back at Joan's office, I never understand time. I never understand, like, how long Joan was at the doctor's office. And, like, they, it seems like they fit a lot of things in. And I don't know, all of a sudden it's daytime, it's nighttime, it's middle of the day. But Bob heads out of the office and goes to Joan's just to check in on him. Just to check in on her, it turns out she had a sister on her ovary. She would have been completely fine. It was just very painful and made her sick. But he brought a football for Kevin, and he, she's like, oh, Kevin's only two. He'll, eat, he'll play with the ribbon. And Bob said, I just wanted to check in and make sure everything's okay. Um, and the mother was there. She's like, oh, stay, stay. Because, oh, I can't stay. I can't. Um, um, I have to get back. But I just wanted to make sure everything was fine. 
And when she leaves, you could see her. Joan's mother's like, he is cute. Oh, mother, he's too young. He goes, the young men like women in power. Um, she have, don't have a problem with women in power. So you could, I wonder. And you saw her look on her face like she looked at the football, like really happy and uh, really like, you know, impressed. And I wonder, I wonder if something will happen with Joan and Bob. Did we just see the first glimpse of something? I don't know. So P comes back into the office and finds out that they all left already for the trip. And he is, that's when he screams at his uh, secretary and gets all upset and, um, and bothered and pissed off about um, the fact that, you know, that they left without him and without him, without, you know, first it's a chair, then it's clients, then it's, you know, trips and blah, blah, blah. And she just kind of, she just took it fine. She, she didn't get overly upset about it. So I guess the trip, oh, and then the secretary's like, and the trip went fine. Oh, he didn't even care that the trip went fine. He just cared that he wasn't a part of it. I think this whole thing with his mom was also stressing him out. We cut back to um, the hotel, and there's Don. All of a sudden, he's back from his trip. It must have just, because Ted flew, it must have just been a few hours. He shows up, and Dr. Wife is getting ready. He's like, what are you doing? She goes, this is over. He's like, what are you talking about? And she said, when you were gone, I had a dream that you died in the plane crash. And he's like, but I'm fine. He goes, and then I went to your funeral, and Megan cried on my shoulder. And then I left the funeral and went back to my husband and made love to him. And I said to him, uh, I've been away, but I'm home. And he goes, but that just means you miss me. He goes, no, it, no, it means this needs to be over. Um, this is over. Not just this. All of it. It needs to be done. So, and Don's like, Please, you can see this look on his face. All of a sudden, he starts like he gets a sad sack look on his face, and he says, "Please." And they try, you know, they make it look like you know he's so. Oh, I need your help, but Jesus, okay. Don wanted. Don has this woman on the side. This woman has Don on the side, and Don did this whole thing where he was in control. He was the man with the plan. Um, the one place where he was like, I'm going to take my control. And guess what? It backfired on him to the point where she enjoyed it for a while. And now she realizes that she doesn't want to be part of this at all. So what does she do? She cuts the whole thing off. And Don is just like, and upset about it. But for some reason, they still um, ride the helicopter. I mean, they ride the helicopter. They still ride the elevator back to their uh, apartments together. Um now, before they do ride the elevator back, we get one more thing back in the office where Harry Hamlin, Joan, Pete, and uh, I think Roger, was it Roger? Um, <clears throat> they're in a meeting, and they are kind of going over the hirings, uh, not the hirings, but the people they need to let go. Um, so I'm pretty sure in that, uh, they heard Margie's name being let go. And then they mentioned this, this, the people that are kind of, when you have you know, enough of the same thing. You don't need duplicates. So if people are doing the same exact job, obviously someone needs to be let go. And I think they're trying to make it even for this side and that side. And you guys get to keep these and we get to keep these people and blah, 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 blah. And Bob's name came up and Pete actually fought for Bob. He's like, well, Bob's really important. And he goes, well, without, um, without Bert, we don't really need Bob anymore. Um, we can have this guy do the job instead. And, and Pete, he was like, you know, Bob knows this, Bob knows that, he's good at this. 
And then Joan, you, know, you could see that Bob was good to her. Bob helped her. Bob was, um, you know, um, he brought the football. He brought her to the hospital. He took care of her. And he was nice to her. And you could see that part of this might have rubbed off on Joan because then Joan speaks up and says, well, you know, uh, with Ken in Detroit all the time, uh, Bob knows these clients uh, backwards and forwards. And I think that would be, um, you know, he'd be beneficial. And then Harry Hamlin's like, okay, fine. Then this guy gets fired. Like his guy. He didn't care that much. He just wanted to get it done. And Pete was had a smile on his face like, all right, good job. And you could see Joan fought for Bob, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. Uh, the the episode ends with, well, it doesn't end this way. I shouldn't say this. But the episode um, goes to a close where uh, we see Megan awake. And she's like, you know, I don't know why I should just ask for more time. I, I could just ask for time off. So I'm going to get a couple of weeks off. They could either write me off or just um, I could film in advance. And, you know, we could uh, maybe go to Honolulu or something. We can go on a trip. I'd like to just have a vacation with the two of us. She's just talking all excited about getting some time off. And Don just looks sort of like, yeah, yeah, like he has a smile on his face. And I don't know if it's, I don't know if he's like, what if, you know, I want doctor wife back. I don't know if, if it's like, look, look at everything I have and you know, it's still not enough. I don't know what it is, but Jesus, Don, you know, like, are we, like, is this whole show supposed to be your epiphany and you coming to some enlightenment at the end? And if so, do you even deserve it? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. But um, I thought that's how the episode was going to end. And then we see Pete's mother. Uh, Pete gets woken up by his mother. And she's like, Peter, Peter, um, they shot that young Kennedy boy. And he's like, Mother, that happened years ago. You're being confused. She goes, Oh, no, it's on the news. I, I, don't, I, I can't believe this is happening. And I really, right when she said that, I realized, Oh, God, they're talking about Bobby Kennedy this time. And the episode ends with Megan watching on TV as they talk about the um, the shooting and the assassination of Robert Kennedy. And she's sitting on the bed all upset, and then Don comes in, and he sits on the bed all upset. But he's not facing her. He's not facing the television. Now, I, at first I took it like, you know, I can't believe this is happening again, and they're just upset. But then I'm, I'm noticing, because um, I just had it on in the background as I am talking, that why why isn't he comforting her? Why isn't he near her? Why isn't he um, like even watching TV with her? He's just kind of facing away from her. So I don't know if that's his kind of way of being like, I can't believe this is happening, but I am I'm no comfort to you. I can't be a comfort to you, or I don't want to be a comfort to you. I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but that's that's what this podcast is. I love reading into things. Um, I think I think I covered everything. So. In review, Harry has a smaller office. See, some things are good. Um, Bert, oh, in the meeting at the beginning of the episode, Bert was writing this big, long speech about the merger, and he got in conclusion, and he didn't have an ending. So Roger's like, hey, you need to come up with an ending. Um, so it seems like they're going to have some giant presentation to talk about the merger of the office. Uh, Pete's mother is... Um, not doing well and she's staying with him right now and I think she figured out that Pete is uh, is um, living on her own his own now not with Trudy uh, Pete's brother was there hanging out with him and he's upset that, that uh, Pete did not go to him and his company about the about them going public um, these are just things I'm remembering as I go 
Roger got to fire Bert a second time, and he seemed to really take some glee in it. Um, Bob was very good to Joan, and Joan, in turn, he'll never know this, but uh, well, maybe, I don't think he'll ever know this, but Joan saved his job. Uh, Pete is upset, but is upset through the whole episode about, uh, well, not only with his mother, but the fact that he, um, he didn't have a chair. And then maybe he's going to lose clients. And then he didn't even go on that trip. And he, he's, he's probably nervous that his business is slipping away from him. But um, I don't think that's the case. Um, Ken is off in Detroit, you know, taking care of Chevy. Um, Peggy is um, she, Peggy is happy to see Joan. And I swear she said we bought a building. Me and my guy bought a building. Did I hear that right? Like, maybe... Like, not they moved already. Me and my guy bought a building. I swear that's what she said because she asked how the baby was. How Kevin was goes, he's the man of my life. How's yours? And hit that's her boyfriend. And she said something about buying a building together. Now, that is that the apartment they have already, or do they move? I don't know. I, I caught that, and I, I I'm curious to see what happens with that. Um, but she was. It was nice. She was happy to be reconnecting. I think with Ginsburg and Stan. You know, those guys are the real creatives. Um, and But she does not like the way that uh, already that Ted is kind of being, uh, Dawn is rubbing off on Ted because Ted was drunk. Um, and she really uh, looks up to Ted. Um, oh, and speaking of that, because Ginsburg says, oh, I thought you'd be taller. You're almost the same height as me. You're basically the same. And Ted says, well, I still hope you could look up to me. He's like, wow, that was quick. You came up with that? Um Ted can fly, and he, he and I think Don. Oh, there was in the plane. Um, Don said something about you know it doesn't matter what I say. You're still the person who flew us there in your plane. And Ted's like, I guess I am. In other words, they're going to be so impressed that Ted flew them, they might look at him more than they look at Don. And Ted did not take it, like didn't say, oh, forget that. He's like, yeah, you know, maybe I will, um, because he's Ted Shaw, damn it. Um, and I I like him more and more. Every day. Uh, and, I mean, what else happened in this episode? The big thing is that Don Draper is the man with a plan. But really, that plan didn't quite work out or finish the way he wanted to. Sure, he takes her book and makes her stay in bed and doesn't let her answer the phone. Sends her a dress just to have her take it off. And all he and he basically kept this, you know, this sex slave in his, um, in his, in this hotel room that he could come and go as he pleases. Because he wanted the control and he needed the control. And you know what? In the end, this woman realizes, I have a life. I'm a person. Screw this. This is this has been fun, but I don't want to do this anymore. She felt guilt. Oh, what he she said was, um, you know, sometimes um, you... Oh, what did he say? Um, you'd want to stop something out of, you know, because you like it too much or something like that. And she said, or you want to stop because you're ashamed. And I was like, yes, you should be ashamed. You should both be ashamed. Megan was such a nice girl at home. Megan wasn't. Megan wasn't the other woman. She was never brought in. She was never like um, Don. Never cheated on Betty with Megan. Megan kind of just happened, um, and they're all happy together. And I thought things were good. And then he blew it and became an asshole again. Um, and this whole thing with Doctor Wife. I just hope I never see it again. I hope they never connect again. And I know this; these characters brought in this season, you can't 
not you know, we're going to have to see some sort of closure unless this was it was this the closure now are they just going to walk by each other and maybe see each other in a in a elevator i don't know but um i just hope that it's done for good uh because i don't like seeing it that's just me now i think i've covered everything um i think that's it so i want to say to you that i hope you guys had a nice thanksgiving uh i did we had a lot of people come over to my parents' house and had a lot of fun. Now, here's the thing. Right now, I'm going to be driving up to my in-laws in New Hampshire, spending the day there all day today and tonight, staying over tonight. Then the next day, driving home so I can go to this small kind of family reunion uh, with half, some of the people that I saw yesterday. I'm going to be seeing them tomorrow. There's, there's a lot going on, but not too much that I don't have enough time to talk to you about Mad Men. That's why I woke up at 6 a.m. on Friday morning to talk about this show because it means a lot to me and you mean a lot to me. So I want to say thank you guys for listening. You know where to find me on Twitter at MadeManPod and on Facebook, it's Fans.Experts. The website is Fans.Experts.com and let me just say that <clears throat> I'm going to get into this cool voice now. I want to thank you, <laughs> ESPN. Thank you guys for listening. And I want to, um, yeah, I've lost my train of thought. I want to thank you for coming along with me on this journey as I strive to become a maid Fans not experts.